your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacU Health with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. With more screen usage and indoor time, myopia, also known as nearsightedness, is increasing and getting worse in children. Now, certified eye doctors can prescribe my sight one day the first and only FDA-approved soft contact lens to slow myopia progression in age-appropriate children. Visit coopervision.com to find a Brilliant Futures certified eye doctor near you. Do your patients know what presbyopia is? There are people who are afraid of the press. Have you talked to your patients about multifocal contact lenses? I've heard the bifocal, but not right, multifocal. Exactly. Do you need help with your multifocal strategy? Learn more at the conclusion of this episode. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Dr. Pam Lowe. In this episode, Dr. Lowe makes lifestyle recommendations that can lower the risk of blindness from macular degeneration. If you're new here and you like our interviews, press like, subscribe, share, and hit the bell. Also, please leave comments. Be sure to watch our full-length documentary, Open Your Eyes, on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube Movies and Shows. And tune in to our brand new radio show Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time on AM 1280 The Patriot. You know, right. you mentioned before about walking to school, and I think that brings up an interesting point when the blue light discussion. When we were kids, our parents would yell, come on in from playing outside. Now the parents are yelling, go outside and play. <laughs> you know, get off that damn computer. So talk about blue light and another controversial uh, topic in eye care. Does it increase your risk for macular degeneration? Do we do we know? Do we have a feeling? If you had a lot of drusen and you, God forbid, had macular degeneration or was getting it, would you limit your digital device? Um, limiting digital device use, no matter what age you are, especially the younger you are, is going to be difficult, right? So it's really hard to limit that because, especially as the child ages or even my seniors now, you know, my mom is 83 and she has her iPad and she does everything on that. She has her medical apps and all that. So it, that is hard to limit. So to your point, we know ultraviolet light, definitely uh, UV light over a lifetime definitely increases your risk of AMD. We don't know specifically, specifically the HEVL, the high energy visible light, what that can do, but we know it has the propensity to damage the photoreceptors. So again, if I have a patient at risk, what am I going to do? I'm going to make sure that if they are on digital devices, that they have protection for that. Um, it's going to have automatically have UV protection. We're huge proponents of transitions for every age group because you have everything in there blocking blue violet, ultraviolet. It's just a great quality product that photo adjusts to whatever light the patient's in. So we definitely have those discussions. 
Now, when you look at the younger the child is, important, right, as you said, to go outside and get off those devices because of the risk for myopia. So, um, yeah, I, you know, to me, whenever you could be protecting not only from the harmful rays for AMD, but just think as we age, UV protection is so important when we're outside for the skin around our eyes and cancers that can develop as well. So it has a, um, so I guess the, the short answer is we always talk about blocking the harmful light that can have the propensity to damage the photoreceptors in the ocular tissue. So UV and blue light you would filter. So let's talk about something that another controversial uh, topic, anticoagulants, antiplatelets. At one time, we said that could increase the risk of macular degeneration. Then there was some studies that showed it didn't. Do you have a feeling on that one way or the other? Yeah, um, you know, it, that's an interesting one. I, I haven't read as much on that. And there's there's emerging things coming out. But yeah, you know, the whole vitamin K and how important that is definitely looks like it's a factor that affects it. So I think it's important to keep tabs on that and the research that continues to come out. How about alcohol? Yeah, so, so alcohol, you know, alcohol is just going to oxidize, you know, especially overuse of alcohol. So it just depletes, it, it ages every part of our body um, because of the properties of it. Um, it causes inflammation. Uh, so, you know, you have to, if you're going to have alcohol use, it has to be in moderation. I do tell patients wine, which obviously is alcohol, but red wine, particularly the Pinot Noir grape has resveratrol in it. Resveratrol is an antioxidant. So wine in moderation, if the patient doesn't have any other health issues, um, I feel is fine for a patient, but especially again, diabetics, um, folks at risk, high risk for AMD, we, we definitely have the alcohol discussion and they need to um, limit it or stop it. And we know that alcohol uh, depletes zinc, vitamin A and thiamine, and these are all very important things. Right. And so you're, and so you're supplementing patients with uh, carotenoids and antioxidants, right? But then if they're having alcohol, it, it defeats the purpose. You know, and, and alcohol is very important for anti, it's a, very important for anti-inflammatory. And we learned from the AREDS study that zinc is, I mean, uh, zinc is very important. Zinc, <clears throat> let me correct that. Zinc is very important for anti-immune system and anti-inflammatory. And we learned from the AREDS study that, that just taking zinc alone decreased the risk of macular degeneration by about 22, relative risk by about 22%. Absolutely. And I actually have some patients just on 15 to 30 milligrams of zinc because of other reasons they may not be able to take the other supplements. So yeah, that's a great point. All right. So let's get to the point where we're talking about prevention. What can we do for prevention? And we kind of could reverse things a little bit. We talked about the risk factors. We talked about <clears throat> that you could uh, do a genetic test to see if you're at risk and that there's epigenetics that we could mitigate your risk. So let's talk about some of the things that we could do to mitigate your risk. Let's start with exercise. Absolutely. So exercise, and I tell my patients, it's not running a marathon. It's just moderate exercise. And most studies have shown 30 minutes, five days a week is ample for getting the body moving. Um, it's very, it, it helps metabolism. Um, it helps, um, you know, obviously maintain weight. Um, and so it's not hard to do. 
150 minutes a week. And I tell patients, parcel that out and make a plan for it whenever you can. I encourage to start your day with exercise because especially the working folks, they have a hard day, they come back, oh, now I'm too tired to exercise. So we can nail it out. In fact, I nailed my exercise out right before I got on this call with you. Uh, so I was, I was, I was walking the talk, <laughs> um, but that's important. And so I tell patients, and you know what? Maybe there's a day you're like, oh, I don't have the 30 minutes, but I'll, um, so I'm not gonna do it. Then do 10, then do five. Some minutes are better than zero minutes, right? And then I tell patients, well, what does, that um, you know that exercise mean it's getting your heart rate up enough where that if I were talking to you on the phone I could tell you weren't at rest. So a brisk walk, right? Um, it could be you know an exercise bike, um, you know anything that either high impact or low impact. You know the younger the patient, they usually do more high impact things. The older patient, it's going to be more low impact. Um, so that's really important. Another thing I love to tell my patients, especially as they age, is resistance is super important as well, um, just for our joints. For my older female patients, we don't want broken hips, right? When that happens, it's a whole cascade of issues. So, you know, what is resistance? It's the major, the legs and the arms. And just, I, I tell patients the barometer is, so let's say I'm gonna do a curl. What's the maximum pound I could do a curl? So let's say my maximum is 30. Then. You cut that in half and you do, you know, you do 15 pounds of 10 to 15 reps, um, you know, again, a few times a week, uh, three to four times a week of doing those. And then you're, and again, that's just moderate exercise. And when it comes to AMD, just walking as little as 12 blocks a day over 15 years decrease the risk of going on to advanced AMD by over 30%. And we know it's heart healthy. We know it's good for um, you know, the, the uh, body mass index, our BMI. So it's just a win-win with exercise. And so that's where we start. And then we talk about what you put in your body along with how you move your body. So let's talk about the, what we put in our body, the standard American diet, the SAD diet. And, uh, you know, 63% of what Americans eat is processed food, which is which is very unfortunate. People, you know, I always tell people, you want to eat like your great-grandmother ate. And they, you know, and they, they realize that, yeah, I'm eating a lot of chemicals. I said, if you're eating something and there's all these chemicals in there, you can't pronounce and your doctor can't pronounce them, you know, you probably shouldn't be eating it. And one, there was a study recently done that a fifth of death is related to poor diet. So what's your philosophy on diet for decreasing risk of macular degeneration? Yeah, it is so key because that's where it really all starts. And, you know, nutraceuticals are important, but I tell patients that's kind of an add on. We need to start with those healthy habits. So the Mediterranean diet, I say the Mediterranean diet saves, uh, saves eyes and saves lives. Uh, so it's the fruits and vegetables. You want more veggies than fruits when possible. Um, low fat the fish oils, the, the uh, fatty fish oils are so essential, key in a Mediterranean diet. Um, and then your whole grains, and to your point, all natural, all natural foods. And if a patient can maintain that diet, um, that really just, again, decreases their risk for AMD. The nurse's health study showed that. You know, it showed that, man, if you have healthy habits of not smoking, a healthy diet and you move your body, you're decreasing your risk of macular degeneration by over 70%. So, you know, it all starts there. And then we supplement accordingly after. 
one of the big diet um, issues, the first thing I ask a patient is how much pop, we say pop in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I know in other parts of the country, um, it's soda. So sometimes I'll just say how much soda pop. <laughs> so I cover myself. But you know, that is to me, that's the evil beverage. And if I, if patients are drinking one or more of those, especially a day, if they can cut that out to begin with, that's going to be key. It doesn't matter if it's regular or diet pop studies are showing you're putting yourself at equal risk for health issues with with pop and soda so um, that's one of the things we say you can have this great mediterranean diet but we don't want you drinking uh, the wrong things as well that's a great point i did a podcast with robert lustig who's an expert on fructose and that, that was a really interesting podcast uh and it's interesting because the u.s USDA checks the American's blood every 10 years or so, and 92% of us are deficient in at least one nutrient, and about 12, 15% of us, it's so bad, we're, we're actually committing suicide. And one of the things I tell patients now, and I think it's interesting, and i like to get your take on it, is most people eat the same five to 10 things. That's all they have in their diet. They have a very limited things they eat. They like chicken and 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 rice, and they'll eat that over and over again. Or they like turkey or steak or you know hamburgers, and they'll just keep eating it over and over again. So they become very deficient in the nutrients that aren't in the products they're eating. So I tell them, eat the rainbow. Make sure you're eating different colors. You're eating something from red and something like cherries and blueberries and something green and uh, something orange. And so you have all these different colors and each one of these colors have different carotenoids and different vitamins in it. So this way you're, you're and you don't, you know, just rotate it. And I'll give them a sheet that from one of our people that I, uh, Mary Beth Gonzalez, who I uh, interviewed, uh, whose husband was a very famous cancer doctor and they have this whole program for nutrition when people have very serious disease. But I took one of her sheets and I give it out to patients so they have a variety of foods that they could eat. So they're just not eating the same things over and over again. And I was wondering what philosophically, what do you think about that? Absolutely. I love that discussion you're having. So um, when I tell patients, it's the foods of color, just like you, your red, orange, yellows, um, those dark, deep, rich colors. Uh, berries, the darker the berry, the better, right? So blueberries are great. Um, yeah, we, we have that same discussion. And then we use an informational pamphlet, and I'll do a shameless plug for the Ocular Wellness Nutrition Society, because they have a pamphlet that we've personalized with. I'm a, board, I'm a board member. Yeah. Oh, awesome. awesome. Uh, I'm a board member. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we use that and it's awesome because it, it talks about why nutrition's important. You open it up, the foods in the nice colorful pictures of the foods you should be eat, eating, the foods not pictured to stay away from. And then what I love about that informational piece too um, is the evils of the, what I say are the two white legal powders that kill us in the U.S., which are salt and sugar. And so then we have that discussion. Not only do you need to eat well, but what you get tripped up on, to your point, are all the processed foods that have the sugar bombs in them and the salt bombs in them that we don't even realize unless we're looking at that label. So, yeah, I, I love it. It is all about color. The more colorful, uh, the better it is. And your plate looks better, too. Um, you know, my hardest, my hardest folks are the, the gentlemen who are usually the meat and potatoes guys, right? So it's brown 
and gray. <laughs> you know, that's like their plate. We're like, we need to get some greens and reds and oranges in there. <laughs> yeah, and I think when I explain to them, you know, how you're eating like five things, and if we spread it out, you're getting more nutrition, they kind of get it. MacU Health. Your science-born and tested solutions for visual performance, macular degeneration, and dry eye syndrome. New products coming soon. Embrace the science. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Rub your eyes often? Blurry or double vision driving at night? Red light, stop. You may have keratoconus, a progressive eye disease which can cause vision loss. Visit couldidbkc.com to take the quiz. If you rub your eyes and are experiencing changes to your vision, this may be a symptom of keratoconus, a progressive eye disease that may lead to significant vision loss. Early diagnosis is important so don't ignore the simple act of rubbing your eyes. Please visit livingwithkc.com. So when we look at, uh, you know, Joanna Seddon did a study. She was like the first one to do a study on lutein and, and zeaxanthin with food. And she found that if you eat food that, you know, uh, green leafy vegetables with lutein and zeaxanthin, we could decrease the risk by 43%. So, and a lot of it has to do with also how well you absorb it also. Some people don't absorb very well. So, uh, and that was, that was shown in the Gale and the Polar study where you could decrease the risk up to 90% if you're, if you're absorbing zeaxanthin and at 70, in the seventies lutein and decrease your risk of cataracts. You could comment a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so like we discussed, lutein and zeaxanthin are the two carotid carotenoids in nature that uh, of the 13 we ingest that go directly to the eye. And so they're, they're just so important for that. Now in the, when we talk about macular degeneration, um, you know, absorption is important. So remember if you have a higher BMI or more adipose tissue, that's going to um, reduce possibly the uptake of lutein and zeaxanthin, but lutein in your macula lutein and zeaxanthin, when they get there, lutein converts itself to a form of zeaxanthin called mesozeaxanthin naturally in our macula. And then that's why there's a higher concentration. There's a two to one ratio of zeaxanthin um, to lutein in the fovea, but then there's twice as much lutein compared to zeaxanthin parafovea. So that's kind of, if it's getting absorbed, that's where the protection mechanism comes in when it, it comes into AMD. But to your point, um, you know, that's why we have, even though it's an objective test, um, we have been monitoring MPOT over time just because it's at least a barometer. Did it, and, and I look at trends. Is it the same or is it going up or is it going down, right? Um, and so it's the trends that we look at. Um, and so I love having that as a barometer to is what you're doing with your diet actually or supplements actually getting absorbed into the body. And there's been some recent studies that eggs are protective and oranges are protective. Yeah, it's that that lutein is amazing because remember, lutein is kind of where it starts and it's breaking itself down to form zeaxanthin in the body. Zeaxanthin, for me, I feel it's important to supplement because that's harder to get in our diet than lutein. The mesozeaxanthin, yes. Yeah, yeah. So like the, so zeaxanthin, you know, is mainly paprika, right? And how much of that are we having? 
So I love that. Um, I love personally for me, I like when I give a supplement that there's a, a good amount of zeaxanthin in it, um, especially for those folks that might not convert as well. The lutein to the meso might not convert as well. Um, but again, I like having a barometer to measure things by. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll have a subjective barometer uh, down the road. But um, yeah, so it's, it's it, I can't say enough about uh, the importance of the foods that you eat naturally to get those. Because I will tell you, Carrie, it is so interesting. My patients who are immigrant women from Italy, Greece, like the Mediterranean area, unbelievable they score off the charts on their mpod they're not on any supplement they score off the chart on mpods and when i ask them what they eat i go uh, i i have my, one of my favorite patients she has a beautiful italian accent and i go oh so what kind of foods do you eat and how often do you go out to eat she goes what do you mean go out to eat i cook fresh every day you know i have my greens i have this and so like her mpod was in, in the 80 like 85 percent i mean it was just crazy and she had to go for cataract surgery. Her dark adaptation was spot on. I mean, no signs of subclinical AMD. And she's 2015 vision. Um, and she's about two years post cataract surgery now. Maculas are awesome. And that's, I attribute, you know, a lifetime of that Mediterranean diet. You know, when we were doing the movie and, uh, and, and we were in Costa Rica and we were looking at the centenarians, those people did not have macular degeneration and they were living over a hundred because, you know, they live, they live off the land. Yep. Everything they, they don't eat chemicals like we do. Absolutely. And just think about, you know, not only the chemicals, but just look at our sugar intake over time. So again, early 1900s, um, I was looking this up. Uh, the average, now this is the average American, had about 112 grams of sugar in their diet a day. And this was mostly natural sugars, right? Back then, there weren't all these um, high fructose things and things like that, which came to about 90 pounds a year, okay? That was the average, some were less, some were more. They, we looked at it in 2009, and that amount doubled. It was like the average American was 180 pounds of sugar. That's over 220 grams a day. Now, you, you shouldn't go over 50 grams of sugar in a day. Ideal for women is 25, about 39 for men. But wow, like what an increase in its ketchup. It's in the canned tomatoes that I buy to put in my pasta sauce, right? It's in uh, the barbecue sauce. So it's just everywhere. It's in the low fat. This is one of the things I hate about things that say they're low fat. Anything that's low fat Spidey senses should go up, right? Because it tastes like crap. So they're going to put sugar and salt in it to make it taste better. So, you know, I, I, we tell our patients how to read the labels. But the sugar bombs, again, that's an aging, that's an oxidizing, um, you know, chemical you're putting in your body. So, you know, eating well, like, like these immigrant patients do, and all of it's natural. They're, and, you know, I tell patients, don't count the sugar that's in your orange or in your peach. That's natural. I'm talking about added sugar. Right, you know, the standard American diet. So people watching this, they do want to know about supplements. So let's talk about supplements. I've been doing this, you know, a number of years and I've had great luck with lutein zeaxanthin, mesozeaxanthin, though the, the, the triple carotenoid and a product called Macu Health. 
And I've seen some very, very good results uh, decrease, um, you know, with the whole program, decrease macular degeneration. And I, I was wondering, how, how, where are you on the supplements for, for the carotenoids? And then we'll go into omega-3s and some of the other ones. Yeah, I think carotenoids are just so important. And to be honest with you, I have that discussion when I looked at Stringham studies with cognition as well and the dangers, you know, these kids growing up with digital devices. I actually start my kids on a chewable lutein and zeaxanthin supplement early on. Um, and I, I just talked to parents about that, show them what studies have shown. Um, it, the cool thing about carotenoids is there's no side effects. <laughs> you know, um, Obviously there's a cost to taking them, but millennial moms especially, they get it. They know their kids are growing up with these devices. And so we have those discussions about carotenoids that early on. Um, and then again, I rather teach my patient how to eat the foods that are rich in carotenoids and then supplement as needed. But most kids, you know, I'll ask, I'll, I'll point blank, what do you have for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? You know, just ask them, you know, not do you eat healthy, right? That, of course, they're going to tell you, oh, sure I do, right? Um, but what do you actually have? And it's surprising young kids what you even hear they, you know, eat, you know, a Pop-Tart in the morning and then I grab something at school for lunch. Uh, so it really, um, you know, with busy parents being so busy, and especially with the pandemic, not only being the parent, but the teacher, right? I mean, I think our nutrition really suffered um, even, even more so. Um, and it, so it's educating as early as possible on the power of nutritional supplements when it's appropriate and what carotenoids do for long-term vision. And let's talk about people that have good vision that, that aren't macular degeneration that, that increase uh, their carotenoid levels and increase their macular pigment. What that could do with glare and photophobia and for athletes, for tennis players or baseball players, temporal processing speed, uh, you know, sleeping better. Absolutely, absolutely. Talk so, about that a little bit. Yeah, Stuart Richer, who was a um, one of my uh, doctors when I was in clinic at ICO, um, who now, as we know, is the guru of nutritional supplements. You know, he's done, he did the last study with lutein and how that increased not only MPOD levels, but contrast sensitivity. Um, you know, he did a, a zeaxanthin study as well that increased your reaction time, like in driving, especially driving at night. And for visual performance, there have been excellent studies, especially um, baseball players. You know, they have that ball coming at a high speed with certain rotations that higher levels of lutein and zeaxanthin. Um, again, there's no side effects to those higher levels and they visually perform better. A reduction in glare, um, reaction times are increased because the vision is so enhanced. I mean, it's just so fantastic how we could help our patients even that have normal vision to make it even almost like supervision. Absolutely. And let's talk about some of the other things that decrease the risk of getting macular degeneration, omega-3s. There's been a lot of studies to show that omega-3s decrease the risk. Absolutely. So omega-3s um, are so key um, as an anti-inflammatory action in our body. So um, the therapeutic doses for omega-3s, and we know that's broken down into DHA and EPA. Um, so when it has the, the total of omega-3, um, the standard of therapeutic dose is 1,000 milligrams or so that's where you want to be to get, uh, you know, a healthy dose in. I love my patients if they could have three servings of salmon or a fatty fish like that a week. They're naturally going to be getting a healthy dose of omega-3s. But omega-3s are so anti-inflammatory, protect the vessels. 
Um, they're awesome for immunity, long-term immunity as well. So they just play a vital role. Uh, we know that our body needs omega-3s, which are anti-inflammatory, and omega-6s, which are more pro-inflammatory. We know we need some inflammation in our body to be healthy, but we need a balance, right? So you want more, unfortunately, the SAD diet, American diet, is more omega-6s than 3s, and we need to, to make that balance different. So that's where the omega-3s come into play. Um, awesome for cardiovascular disease um, as well. Um, and so it just, just has a, a wealth of benefit for the body and the macula. And, you know, I try to recommend wild salmon to my patients, uh, but some people just won't eat fish and some people are vegetarian. They won't take uh, a fish supplement. So is this something that you recommend to our vegan uh, patients? Yeah, yeah. So if they could eat more flaxseed, you know, the plant-based omega-3s. Now, you know, I've looked at studies and what I've looked at, the animal-based usually has more bang for your buck, but certainly if, you're, if that's not doable, uh, the flax seeds are great, those types of oils. And how about algae oil? You know, I haven't um, had any experience with algae oil. So that's something we recommend. And, you know, where I am in, in New Jersey, we have a lot of uh, pat patients from India who are, are vegan. And that's what we recommend to them. And, you know, they have very poor MPODs and, and you know, they just have very poor, they have a lot of metabolic disease. And even though omega-3s may, may, may not be related directly to MPOD, it's just that their levels are very poor. And uh, we have to try to get their omega-3 levels up. And that's what we recommend. And they do fairly well with that. And uh, we know that people who take omega-3s, there was a study done, almost 90,000 patients, a meta-analysis, you could decrease macular degeneration by close to 40%. So let's, let's go to vitamin D. <clears throat> vitamin D is so important. Uh, it's an immune modulator. And talk about vitamin D and, and macular degeneration. Absolutely. So vitamin D, when I think of vitamin D, I think of immunity right out, out the get-go. And when you look at the vitamin D studies over time, especially me living here in Chicago and you being farther, well, you're South and North, right? <laughs> you, live, you live in both. But there are studies that have come out of just looking at diseases in the body and bad cancers that kill. And especially people of deep pigmentation who live above the 30th parallel where they're not getting that amount of sunshine that we naturally get through the vitamin D. You know, hands down, they uh, people of deep color, especially, die of the bad cancers that kill at a higher rate. Vitamin D has been implicated, uh, implicated with increased risk of diabetes, right, which we know increases your risk for AMD. So can't say enough about vitamin D, the anti-inflammatory properties of it, and how it, 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 it's actually the, in most of the stuff, supplements I give will always have at least a thousand of vitamin D. I use a supplement um, called DVS, Diabetic Vision Support, that I love for my diabetic patients because it has 2000 of D built right in. Um, and again, we know the diabetic patient is at a higher risk for AMD. Uh, so I love that it has that in it and other anti-inflammatories as well. But vitamin D, especially my patient base is in Chicago. In Chicago, three months of the year, we're in our beautiful summertime now mm -hmm. where you can get your vitamin D, but if you're working full time, how much are you out there, you know, getting it? So we have all our patients minimally high risk for AMD or not. Um, we talk about vitamin D, but definitely our patients at risk for AMD. 
Yeah, there's been there's been a number of studies that show that vitamin D decreased the risk, and if especially compared where it's higher versus lower. And when we recommend vitamin D, we recommend it with vitamin K2 as well, because vitamin D increases calcium, and we don't want the calcium going into the arteries. We want it going into the bones and the teeth, and vitamin K2 redirects the the calcium away from the arteries. So there's a lot of companies that make a D3 K2 supplement, whether it's Life Extension or maybe Zymogen, or there's a lot of good companies, Orthomolecular. Uh, so there's there's a number uh, science uh, designs for health. There's a lot of good companies, but uh, certainly you want to get your vitamin D levels checked. You want to make sure that you're not overdosing on vitamin D. And if you are taking it, you want to make sure you check it every so often that you're not you're not overdosing on vitamin D. I mean, very few people do overdose, but it, it's possible. And, you know, you want to try to get it between 50 and 80 nanograms per ml it would be the optimal level of vitamin D. Now, let's go to uh, B, the B complex. You know, homocysteine, there was a studies that would show that homocysteine is high, that there's a increased risk of macular degeneration, just like an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and Alzheimer's. A lot of these diseases run together. If you could comment a little bit about that. Yeah, the B complex is so key. Again, it plays a vital role in, um, you know, helping with that metabolism that we were talking about. So it's not only treating with carotenoids, you want to treat the metabolism of the macular as well. So you want to get inner and outer retina. So that B complex, B6, B12, um, folate, those are all really great at reducing, helping reduce homocysteine because we know that causes more, higher levels in our blood causes inflammation. So those are great with that. And that's why um, that DVS I was talking about, vitamin has a great B complex in it that's really helpful for our diabetic patients. And I actually, um, in, when I'm treating especially early um, or subclinical AMD, I always treat with a supplement that has B complex in it as well. Excellent, excellent. Well, I want to really thank Dr. Pam Lowe for joining me today. She's a wealth of information. She's one of the heroes of eye care in the ophthalmology, optometry world. Uh, I just can't say enough. Uh, Pam, if people want to learn more about you, how could they do that? Oh, um, you know, I, I'm um, Google. You can Google me. I, my, pra my practice is called um, Professional Eye Care Center. So our website is very informational, uh, www.proeyecarecenter.com. Um, but anyone could reach out to me at any time. We have an email on that. So I'm happy to ask, um, you know, get questions from colleagues and patients. Um, love talking about uh, what we can do to make our lives better and especially preserve our vision. So Dr. Gelb, thank you so much for letting me um, take the stage with you today because it's such an important discussion. Thank you, Dr. Pamela. You're amazing. And I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you so much. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. 
MacuHealth with Micromicel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromicel technology. Rub your eyes often? Blurry or double vision driving at night? Red light, stop. You may have keratoconus, a progressive eye disease which can cause vision loss. Visit couldidbkc.com to take the quiz. If you rub your eyes and are experiencing changes to your vision, this may be a symptom of keratoconus, a progressive eye disease that may lead to significant vision loss. Early diagnosis is important, so don't ignore the simple act of rubbing your eyes. Please visit livingwithkc.com. The All Eyes Visual VRP is a portable vision testing platform that includes visual fields, acuity, color vision testing, pupillometry, and extraocular motility. The visual leverages virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and augmented technologies to enable eye care providers to test for and monitor common eye diseases. Visit alleyes.com for more information. Fitting multifocal contact lenses presents a big opportunity to meet patient needs while growing your practice. Alcon is your partner, not only with our innovative portfolio, but through e-learning. Learn to enhance your multifocal strategy today with the Alcon Experience Academy. OIE Broadcasting is the emerging leader in social media. We use scientific entertainment to drive more patients into your office. Visit OIEbroadcasting.com and sign up today. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I bring extra and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you.